0: Hey, what's going on, guys? Today, I want to talk about banks. Um, I got a question from you guys uh, that was submitted, and uh, it had to do with whether or not it makes sense to put money in the bank. And uh, And so uh, I'm going to start off by giving you the short answer. The short answer is probably not, but let's talk about the nuances of it all. So I'm going to break some of this down for you right now on the Black Financial Channel. So buckle up your seatbelt, get comfortable. We're going to get started right now. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Black Financial Channel. That's theblackfinancialchannel.com. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I'm your friendly neighborhood finance professor on the Black Financial Channel. One thing that we believe is that we believe it's okay to be black first. That means that if you happen to be black, we need you to make sure that you let everybody know that your community is at the top of your priority list. Also, I encourage you to educate your children. Uh, you know, my years teaching at Syracuse University on the faculty, one of the things I can tell you is that uh, there's a lot of information out there, a lot of economic information out there um, that, you know, you you guys um, miss out, that we miss out on because a lot of times we're paying attention to things that don't really matter. And uh, And I really want our people to understand that the economic puzzle uh, is not complex uh it's only complex if you're not paying attention so uh if you agree with the b1 philosophy about putting our community at the top of our priority list put a hashtag b one in the chat hashtag b1 all right so so let's um one of you uh asked me sent in this question uh i have these black wealth confessions and one of my students sent the question you get you guys know we have stock market class on tuesdays and uh, they were asking about banks putting your money in a bank and uh, first thing I'm going to say is a short answer about banks or credit unions or any of that. Um, in, any place where you're putting your money where you're not getting interest in a significant amount of interest, it's very dangerous. It probably hurts you. Uh, remember, uh, you, you're living in a society where the inflation rate is astronomical. I think this year it's hit as high as like six percent. Now the Federal Reserve, their target inflation rate is about two, maybe two and a half percent. Uh, it, so the fact that it's that inflation is triple, triple. What the government considers to be an acceptable level is uh, is is a problem. And so putting your money in the bank is uh, is incredibly problematic. Uh, it, honestly, <clears throat> if you have most of your money in the bank or all your money in the bank, that's a way to um, – I'm not going to call that a sucker move because I'm not calling anybody a sucker. But what I am trying to say is that that is an example of how the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Uh, that is an example of capitalist exploitation, because capitalism does lead to forms of exploitation. I'm not a believer that all forms of capitalism are always exploitative all the time. I don't believe that. So I'm not speaking to you as a Marxist or a communist or a socialist, even though there are some good ideas. you know, Mar- I've read all about Marxism and all the ideas, and some of the critiques of capitalism are right on point. But at the same time, uh, I don't think you have to become a Marxist or a socialist to understand some of the shortcomings of capitalism. You guys know that that's my area of expertise. I wrote my dissertation on all this stuff. And so one of the things I want to uh, sort of help you understand is this. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's really dangerous to put most of your money in a bank, uh, mainly because uh, there, there's just to give you one simple rule of finance. This is an economic theory uh, called the efficient markets hypothesis. And one of the premises of the theory is that capital should be put to its best available use. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's like, um, it's like, if you have a good health, if you have a, a, a big plate of chicken and, and green beans and, you know, mashed potatoes that grandma made and it's smelling good and it's looking delicious. Right. And let's say you feed that that food to somebody who says, I don't even want to eat. Well, what's going to happen? What if you give it to your cousin? Your cousin says, I'm not even hungry. Well, your cousin's going to say, well, if you want to eat it, you can, right. Like, so basically what they're saying is, you know, Hey, if, if this if this money, is, or excuse me, if this food is, is not something I need, then you can use it because you can, uh, It's that's the best use for this food. Well, money is the same way. Uh, when a person uh, puts their money, uh, say in a bank, what's happening is you're getting uh, what can be called an efficient allocation of capital, because what the bank is doing is the bank is not sitting on your money. The bank is taking uh, over 90% of your money and they're putting it out to work. They're putting that money to work. right? So, so you're saying, hey, I got this money. I'm not doing anything with it I'll just sit it over here in the bank and the bank's like thank you very much here's your little you know your little uh, uh bank balance card or whatever they give you a little book of checks <clears throat> and then they take your money and they immediately put your money to work because capital is supposed to be put to its best available use right so uh they're making you know four or five percent three percent four percent five percent whatever they're loaning the money out for and they're giving you pretty much nothing right so so th- here's the thing. The, it's not sinister that the banks are investing your money and making an ROI on your investment. That's That in itself is not inherently sinister. What's problematic is the fact that the person who put the money there in the first place ain't getting nothing for it. So uh, it's, like if, it's almost like you and I going into business and I do half the work and you do half the work, but you take all the money and I get nothing. Well, that's not a good deal for me. That's not a good deal for me. And in fact, this might be an example where I did 80% of the work and got nothing. Well, that's not a good deal. That's not that. That's that's an example of capitalist exploitation. So, uh, when I say that uh, you you want to be careful about putting your money in banks, um, I first of all let me just say this, so I don't sound like a hypocrite. Um, I do have money in banks, so it does seem a little bit weird that you say, "Well, why would you say don't put your money in banks?" You know, when you have money in the in, in the bank, well, because I said don't put all your money in the bank. Don't put all your money in the bank. And also, the way I see my money is. My money, they're like little soldiers and they're like little employees they are all supposed to be out working for me because I remember that rule of putting your capital to its best available use. So I want my little soldiers to either be uh, deployed where they're out fighting battles on my behalf and bringing home the bacon and making money for me, or I want them to be sitting in the reserves so that it's ready for deployment. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, like we're right. We always fight and we're always expanding territory. So I always want that money to be available for deployment or, uh, you know, and de- deployment might be something as basic as maintaining basic living expenses. When you get to the point where you become a serious investor and you're really investing and you're doing this consistently over time, you'll get to the point where your living expenses are a fraction. Of your, of your total income, for all your investment income and all that. And you want to get to that point. You don't want to live in this, uh, what I call the hamster on the treadmill of capitalism, which is where you have people where their expenses are here and your revenue is here. So you may, every time you make a dollar, you're spending the dollar just trying to survive. It's okay to be in that space. I've been in that space before. We all have, many of us have, but you want to eventually get to the point where your revenue is growing and your expenses are staying flat. See, what a lot of people do is when their revenue grows, their expenses grow. That's why you got to pay attention to culture. You see a lot of culture being promoted of people just throwing money in the air, right? You know, and I told my daughters, I said, don't you dare ever bring a, a, a stupid son of a bitch in my house that you're talking about marrying a Dayton who is impressing you by throwing money in the air. I'm going to call him a clown and tell him, tell you, don't bring that clown around me. You can marry him if you want to. If you want to be broke, if you want your children to have no shoes, if you want your kids to be out here struggling, then go ahead and marry him. Go ahead and have a baby with that clown. But but clowns, you're not supposed to reproduce with a clown. So that's clown stuff. That's clownish behavior. That's a menstrual show. When you see a grown ass man, you're 35, 40 years old, and you're up here throwing money in the air. What's wrong with you, fool? You're stupid that's idiotic that's crazy to me so so at the end of the day what I, what I would say is that you got to pay attention to culture and you also have to learn how to think off the grid. So here's the deal with banks. And when I think about banks and money and all that, I think about some basic concepts like financial security. Again, this is what happens when, you know, remember, I don't see finance like everybody else. I'm not a stockbroker. I'm not a guy who, you know, who who is a financial advisor. I'm the professor who trained the financial advisors. I trained the stockbrokers. I trained the PhDs even, you know, so you see things in a very theoretical sense. So the way I see things is this, it's like this um, your, your goal with money is one of many goals is financial security, right? You just want to be safe. You want to be good. You want to be solid. And this is my, you know, little two points, two cents to all the brothers out here, like all the black men out here. I'm sorry. I can't help but not speak, but speak as a black man. Your goal is to provide security for others. You know, I heard a really sad story today about a lady who had some, there was a bad thing, a couple bad things that happened to her. And, uh, you know, her cousins felt kind of bad because they were the men of the family and they couldn't protect her. Right. So as men, our goal is to really provide that security, and I know women can do it too, but I think you need your men as well. And so, um, anyway, your goal is to have security. What does financial security look like? What does that mean? Well, that means that basically, if something goes down, I need to be able to handle that, right? If if, I, if my car breaks down, I got money to go and fix the car. Um, that means if uh, if if I have a family emergency. I can go get the resources necessary to deal with that financial emergency. Correct? You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so, so why do I need to have money in the bank in order to have financial security? Is it possible? Pay attention now. Is it possible for me to have no money in the bank, but still be financially secure? What does that look like? Well, let me give you access to an important term you've probably heard, but I'm explaining it probably maybe in a way you may, may, may not have heard before. It's a word called liquidity, liquidity, Liquidity is how easily an asset can be converted into cash. So to give you an example, um, if you own art, you know, or maybe some, 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 uh, you know, or real estate or something, that's not very liquid. It's hard to uh, get liquidity out of real estate. Like if I own a house, I can't sell that house in an hour and get money in an hour. It's hard to do. Doesn't mean you can't borrow against it, but even then, you got to fill out the paperwork, and wait a couple of days, whatever, right? But if you need money in an hour, you can't sell your house in an hour unless you sell it for almost nothing, right? So h- homes are not very liquid. If I own some land, right, that is, that's not so liquid. I have to borrow against whatever. But then you have other assets out here that are pretty liquid. You got stocks, just get on your app, doop, do, 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 money shot right over. Coinbase, you got, you got some, or whatever, crypto app you use, right? Your your own Coinbase, I need need an extra grand, I'm going to sell some um, Stellar Lumens or I'm going to sell some Bitcoin and boom, shoot the money over to my bank account just like that. Um, What was another, uh, one of the other apps, Uh, was it Coinbase and uh, Cash App, Cash App. You can buy stocks on Cash App. With Cash App, you can sell the stock that day, get the money in your bank account right then, pay that bill, knock it out, done, liquid. So process this for a minute right? So let's say that I'm a guy, I'm not telling you to do this. This is not financial advice. This is just a processing here. Let's say that you're a person who says, look, I need my money working for me. I'm not trying to hustle backwards. I'm not trying to have my money sitting in a bank earning 0.0% while the bank is making four or 5% of my money. Um, So if I get an extra three grand, maybe instead of putting my money in a bank where it could sit there and just gain weight (laughs) and do nothing, I'm going to take that money and I'm going to buy some shares of stock in really solid companies. I'm not I'm not talking about Dogecoin, I'm not talking about GameStop. I'm not talking about stuff that might collapse on your on your ass like in a minute. I'm talking about I'm going to buy me some McDonald's stock. I'm going McDonald's ain't going bankrupt no time soon. It's as bad as Americans are, we're going to keep on eating McDonald's, right? I'm going to buy me some Coca-Cola. I'm going to buy me some uh you know, maybe some Google. Google prints money. They're like a government now. Right. So, so, I, or maybe buy some mutual funds. Right. So, so, so basically, I've got this, uh, I've got this extra cash and I put it into really stable assets that are highly liquid that I can sell instantly and then go and do what I got to do. Now, mind you, now, don't let's not forget, though, you do have market fluctuations. Right. So, let's say that there, you know, the market has a dip or whatever, and your Amazon stock, uh, you know, drops by 1%. That, that is an issue. Right. But at the same time, uh, how often do you see Apple drop, you know, by a huge amount of money in in a given day? You don't really see it drop like that. You'll see it move. You see it wiggle. Right. But typically those companies tend to go upward. Why is that? Well, because if you want to win in a capitalist society, it's a little secret. Little Uncle Boyce advice here. Pay attention to who knows how to really navigate this shit, like figure out who are the people. That really know how to make this system work for them and tie your wagon onto those people. Do you understand what I'm saying? They call, they call that correlation of statistics. Like if I make sure correlation is connection. Like I'm when you move, I move just like that. Remember that ludicrous song, right? So so wherever you move, wherever the big money capitalists are moving, pay that's where you can move to, right? So if I've got my wagon hitched to Apple or I got my wagon hitched to Disney. I got my wagon hitched to Coca-Cola. I got my wagon hitched to Google. You really think that there's a good chance that I'm going to go broke? No. I mean, probably not. Probably not. So so when I talk about things like banks, um, banks don't excite me. Banks kind of suck. And let me tell you why they suck. They suck on the, the deposit side. They suck on the the, the funding side. You know, getting banks to loan you money is crazy, especially if you are a business owner, because they, they only understand. I think they think everybody on earth has a W-2. I had to literally go through all kinds of crap to get property because I was like, you're acting like I need to be an employee to prove to you that I can go buy this house. I made enough money. Last month to buy this house, and you're telling me that I still got to prove to you that I can buy this house. It was the it's the weirdest thing in the world. So banks are kind of becoming obsolete, right? And that's where you get into things like DeFi. Um, you know, Teddy Ewing in the Black Crypto Club is, is going to do a, a, a masterclass on DeFi. So you guys may want to pay attention. It's it's pretty deep stuff, and and so ultimately. The banks are gonna kind of get pushed to the side, I think, because the regulations. It's 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 your stupid politicians that ultimately are gonna harm the banks. Because what happened was in the uh, crash that occurred right before Obama took office, you had the banks basically getting overregulated to the point where they can't do what they have to do. So ultimately, what I would say is that banks just don't excite me. Uh, There's not much happening in banks that really makes me feel like they're all that important necessarily. Um, I don't think that they have to be wiped away from the system altogether, but I do think that keeping your money in a bank is probably not the best move. Um, especially in a high inflation environment. Literally, the longer you let that money sit there, it's literally eroding away. It's eroding away. It's like when um I don't know if y'all this is a funny story. Pablo Escobar, he used to make so much money, you know, the big dope dealer. He used to make so much money that I think he's I think they said he lost two billion dollars a year because the rats ate through like his money. He literally lost $2 billion a year because the rats ate the money, right? So literally the rats are the banks (laughs) and the rats, the rat is inflation. So when you sit your money there and you just sit in the bank and you're not making that money move, you're not making that money work for you, then literally you are losing wealth just by sitting there. So just keep that, keep that in mind. Um, Financial literacy is probably more important than it's ever been. The beautiful thing is that there are plenty of opportunities out there, plenty of investments you can make. that can get you a return on investment. And I would encourage you to uh, make financial literacy an important part of your family structure and your family culture so that your kids aren't caught hustling backwards, you know, 20, 30 years from now because their parents didn't teach them anything. And so also speaking of that, uh, Merry Christmas. Also, I want to mention buy your kids some stock uh, if you haven't done it for Christmas, maybe buy some for New Year's. Any opportunity you get to buy stock for your kids, buy it and just hold it, just hold it. Like I did an analysis yesterday on Disney and Disney is an example of what they call a forever stock. Disney's going to be around probably forever. They're going or for at least what seems like forever for us. And they're going to figure out always, you know, all these ways to make money. And so they may not make money for you this month or next month or this quarter or next quarter. But long term, Disney is a good move. Okay, so if you buy these sorts of, of, of stocks for your kids now. Um, then, you know, you're setting them up for life, but you got to be consistent and you have to buy them a lot. You have to spend as much on your stocks as you spend on your car note. If you can do that, then you're going to be straight. Like that's the idea. That would be a good benchmark. Like how much do I spend on my car note? Cause I'm throwing money down the drain when I'm doing that. So if I can afford to throw $400 a month down the drain, I can throw $400 a month toward my future. How about that? That's not a drain. That's a drain to the future. That That's actually a good thing. Okay. So, um, so, uh, that's it guys. I'm gonna get out of here. My website is boyswalkings.com. Uh, what about mutual funds? I love mutual funds. Uh, we have stock market class every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern. If you have questions you'd like to send to me, you can uh, submit them. Uh, it's my suit. You can do a free trial in the class to see if you like it. If you don't like it, you can leave. You can leave and not pay a penny, but if you do like it, I Hope you'll stay as members, and uh, the tiny fee that you're paying allows us to fund the black business school where we educate hundreds of thousands of our people worldwide. You know, we really help uh, create an economic revolution, it can't stop, won't stop. I talked to Dr. Claude Anderson today. Uh, we got even bigger plans going into the future. I don't know if y'all saw that Charlemagne the God has done a great job of incorporating Dr. Anderson into his new show, The God's Honest Truth. I think that's what it's called, and uh, and he, you know, they're building a whole platform around powernomics, which I think is really excellent, and uh, and and, and this because of. you because remember we were all talking all of us right here me and you all of us on this platform we were talking about claude anderson when nobody else was and now because of you because of you sharing the powernomics ideology it's now big. It's now out there. We're getting calls from all kinds of celebrities and superstars and major league people and whatever. And so what we're really trying to do is build a foundational legacy that's going to last forever. And so that's what the Black Business School, that's what that is. Powernomics, that's what that is. We want Powernomics Academies all across the United States and across the world because our people are going to win because we are the best. So Malcolm X, how do you invest in Disney stock? Uh, Just open up your cash app. You should be able to do it that way. All right. So uh, if you want to join the stock market class, just go to BoyceWalkins.com. If you're on Instagram, click the link in the bio. I'm about to go upstairs. My woman made me a steak dinner today, so let me go ahead and and go and enjoy this good cooking, I'm telling you. Get you a a sexy, sexy, smart black woman who knows how to cook like that. You got it, babe. All right, shout out to the great black women out there. Um, I'm going to go talk to mine. I love you guys. I'll see you later, uh, and uh, you have a wonderful holiday. Peace.